0: with you for a little bit this evening. I don't know why, at least it feels to me, that I can sort of never just uh, have something in these moments that's just light and fluffy and uh, just, you know, easy, fun teaching, speaking, and listening on your end of it. Um, But as always, I just try to follow uh, what the Lord directs me to to do so here we go again uh, for this evening I want to I want to I guess maybe give a title or I don't know if it needs to be a title but I want to I want to talk to you some this evening about thorns and sufferings thorns and sufferings and I want to start with 2nd uh, Corinthians chapter 12 and I'll begin reading with verse number 7 Paul says lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that were given to me a thorn in the flesh there was there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure for this thing I besought the lord thrice that it might depart from me and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee.'" am I strong? The uh, Amplified Bible says verse 7 this way, and to keep me from being puffed up and too much elated by the exceeding greatness, the preeminence of these revelations, there was given me a thorn, a splinter in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to rack and buffet and harass me, to keep me from being excessively exalted and then lastly the message bible says because of the extravagance of those revelations and so I wouldn't get a big head I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations Satan's angel did did his best to get me down what he in fact did was push me to my knees no danger, then, of walking around high and mighty. Let, let me, I guess, let me preface before I go on here to say that I am, my assumption is that I'm, I'm speaking, hopefully the Lord is speaking through me to, to people this evening that, that are, you're, 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 you're dedicated, you're committed, you're hungry. You're hungry. Not only are you hungry and desirous of God, of a of a deeper relationship with God and and your walk with God growing, but also and and really probably in the context of this evening more so hungry for for God to use you, um, for God to work through your life. You're not interested in just being a, a a pew warmer, as we would say. You are you are hungry to be a part, and that. It it's not about the, the position, the role, the title, the office. It's just you've got a, a genuine hunger and desire for God to use you. You want uh I I think an important context, this this is not intended to be um uh an an evangelistic um spiel to to the uh to to someone that is searching for jesus uh it it it, again it's it's those of you who are you're you're dedicated committed hungry for what god has for you perhaps many of you you've already some things uh that god has done through you he's already used you in various ways and and you want that to continue but there's also a hunger for God to be able to do even more so so that's kind of the the uh, I think the the focus here this evening or the the audience if you will that I am um, making the assumption that I am that I am speaking to That there is a there is such a need and I think this applies in so many ways I can think about it just in my own life personally and I would suspect you can do the same but but there's so many different ways in which uh, there are things that have needed to and thankfully have been adjusted in in my mindset and my perceptions with regards to my walk with God and ministry and and relationship with God etc. But but I I'm I'm pretty certain uh, in fact I'll rephrase that I am certain that in my life. There are still some some mindsets and some perceptions that are they're not exactly what they need to be. They're not fully in line with with the Word of God. And and uh, one of those areas that and, and it's kind of in the in alignment with uh, what I feel to share here this evening is that uh, even after um, uh, I got the Holy Ghost when I was seven. years old, I've been involved in ministry, basically some form of ministry since I was about 16, started leading a small group, and from there, whatever else, full-time ministry, whatever that means. Um, and, and, and yet after all of that, I still find myself with this, uh, at times, this this expectation or hope uh of some kind of level of convenience or comfort or ease in in my walk with God um that and this is probably a bit of an oversimplification of what I'm trying to say but just basically that there'd be no issues everything would just be great and smooth life would just be wonderful and 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 I I hope that by the help of the Lord this evening that we will have a bit of a change of perspective on some things that that some of the things that perhaps we have spent i have spent so much time praying and believing and hoping that god would change or that god would remove from my life that rather than continuing that path that actually it would become a change to the point I began, you begin to embrace those things. That's that's really what happened uh when I read to you in the King James uh verses 7 through 10. Paul goes from in verse 8 saying that he he uh sought the Lord, he besought the Lord. That word there besought basically is he begged the Lord three times to take this thorn out of him, to take this thorn away. And 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 then he goes from that after after he gets the Lord's response that my grace is sufficient my strength is made perfect in weakness then he goes to now I take pleasure in infirmities reproaches necessities persecutions distresses for Christ's sake so in, in essence the thing that Paul in one 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 season Paul is begging God to take these to take this thing out of his life, he now flip-flops completely and says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer asking God to take these out of my life, but now I'm, na- I'm now rejoicing that they're in my life. I'm no longer beseeching God to deliver me from these things. I'm now rejoicing over the fact he's allowing these things. That is a uh, That's a very significant change of attitude, a perspective uh that Paul goes through in these in these verses. So as I was as I was praying and trying to be sensitive for this evening and and what the Lord would have me to share this evening, I was going through some of uh some of my handwritten notes on my iPad and and uh this is just it, I don't even remember when I had written this down. Uh, where I was, when it was, but this this just kind of jumped out to me uh, as I was actually earlier this morning was just kind of um, browsing through my notes, and so uh, I want to I want to make a statement here, and then I try to give a little bit of uh, I guess context or or qualification to it um, when when we determine the extent of what we are willing we limit the amount of revelation god will give us and i use the word revelation there in the context of of what paul says when he says so that i wouldn't be exalted above measure because of the abundance of revelations the abundance of things god showed me the abundance of things god was was giving me he he gave me this thorn so uh, it, that, that's that's the context of the word revelation because again, in in the context of what I feel to share this evening, let, let me let me maybe re-read that and and paraphrase it a little bit. When we determine the extent of what we are willing to go through, or, or we are, what thorn we're willing to endure, we then limit how much God can use us. And uh, and and I will probably come back to this a little bit later as we sort of get into the suffering part of this but realize on one hand we we can't control our lives we can't control our circumstances we can't control our health obviously just for clarification yes uh, there are things we can do to try to be healthier but you ultimately God's in control you can't there's there's people that uh, Eat terribly, don't exercise, and live to be uh, live to an old age. And then there's people who exercise and eat well and die of a heart attack. So uh, ultimately, I can't control sickness and disease. That that's up to God. I I can't control the the financial circumstances in my life. So, but but what I mean by that, and I believe there's there's some several things at least in scripture that come to mind that are that are basis for the fact that while we can't control i do believe god we can sort of force god to alter how much he does how much he allows by, by the attitude with which we respond that if we convince god you know god i'm only willing to go so far i'm i'm only willing to to suffer so much I'm not, I'm not willing to give up, you know, or to give you the blank check. I, I, I believe we can, and and maybe the more accurate term would be, we can sort of manipulate. I don't know if we can truly manipulate God, but we can sort of manipulate God to minimize or to limit that, okay, I'm, I'm only going to, you only want to go so far. I'm only going to take you so far. And so when, when we spend so much time, and I, I, am, I am as guilty of it as anybody else, but when we spend so much time focusing on the challenges, the difficulties, the thorns, let me just say it that way. When we spend so much time in our walk with God, in our relationship with God, in our prayer, seeking to be delivered from the thorn or the thorns that God has chosen to put in our lives we we are limiting we are choosing to limit what god is is ultimately able to do through us bishop has said it many times and and especially uh in in pause or manifest type settings that it's one thing to be used of god greatly used of god it's another thing to be saved And it's a whole other thing to be greatly used of God and saved. And I believe the only way for you and I to greatly be used of God and to be saved is we've got to learn and be willing to live with some thorns. Not resent them, not constantly fighting against them, not constantly praying and fasting for God to remove them, but to make the, the change in our minds that Paul made where he went from praying to be free from something to now embracing it, rejoicing in it. Not just tolerating it, but uh, I, taking ple- I take pleasure. I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecution, distresses. He's, he's saying, I, I, I mean, if I could paraphrase it, with what to me it's saying is I, I enjoy, I've now gone to enjoying what I spent so much time trying to be free from. We, we, we've, again, back to this, this challenge of our perceptions. There is, there, is, there is this, and I feel like we struggle with it no matter how long we've, we've been saved. That there, there is this struggle with just wanting our lives to be uh, easy, convenient, problem-free, pain-free, and and how many people who have been born again but but ended up not not completing the journey because there there was some degree uh, uh, of this desire in them that that kind of my primary purpose for for surrendering my life to Jesus and, and becoming a Christian is, it's, it's gonna take care of all of my problems. It's gonna fix all of my issues. And, and we all have found out that that's not what living for God, that's not what walking with God is all about. That's not what being a saint is all about. It's not about reaching this place where life is just comfortable and easy and simple. i i I think there is a there is sort of this pattern that that god uses when it comes to people being born again getting saved (laughs) that he, he kind of throws the bait out there and 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 hooks them with the bait and then you know initially as some of you have experienced this um you 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 got the holy ghost you got baptized life was a mess when that happened you you had problems difficulties whatever but you got the holy ghost and and suddenly everything was awesome you really you still had all the same issues same financial problems same sickness uh, still lived in the same you know falling apart house driving the same broken down car but but you got the holy ghost you got this awesome gift and now uh, but but I sort of hate to say it this way, but the newness of it ended up wearing off, and you started to face the reality of, okay, wait a minute, I, yeah, I feel better. I, I, my sins have been forgiven. I, I, I do have some peace I didn't have before, and uh, I've been set free from some of the shame that I, that I battled and the, the condemnation. But wait a minute, I, I'm still driving this broken down car. I'm still living in this falling apart house, et cetera, et cetera. I'm still battling this same sickness in my body because it's like, again, to the, the sort of the process or the pattern that there seems to be is God sort of lets there be this honeymoon period. And now it's like, okay, it's, it's time to go to work. And, and that's when you begin to realize, wait a minute, Christianity is not all about, it's not the lottery. Christianity is not winning the lottery, so I now become free from my my problems and my difficulties. And and somehow we are living in, in very challenging times, but as I have said and even preached over the last several months, somehow we got to get our focus off of all the challenges and we got to get our eyes fixed on the promises of the Word of God The promises that he's given to us through his word collectively and then we've got promises to us as as a church as Antioch as a whole and then we have got promises to us as a congregation and then many of us have our own personal promises that's where our focus needs to be but the I guess the bad news (laughs) is if God's gonna do those things to the level and degree that he has promised then, then we're going to have to be willing to accept that there's some thorns that, for our salvation's sake, we've got to be willing to live with. To listen to what Barnes notes says about this this phrase "thorn in the flesh." The word used here, and I typically don't really like to try to pronounce the uh, the Greek or the Hebrew words, but I will do that, and assuming they're probably not very accurate. So, the word used here, "scallops," occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. It means properly anything pointed or sharp. I want you to kind of make a mental note there of that. Anything pointed or sharp. It is a stake or palisade or the point of a hook. The word is used in the Septuagint to denote a thorn or prickle. As a translation of seer, C-I-Y-R, in Hosea 2 and 6, I will hedge up thy way with thorns, to denote a pricking briar in Ezekiel 28 and 24. As a translation of Salaun, meaning a thorn or prickle such as is found in the shoots and twigs of the palm tree, and to denote pricks in the eyes, Numbers 33, 55. As a translation of the word sikkum, thorns or prickles, so far as the word used here is concerned, it means a sharp thorn or prickle, and the idea is that the to which he refers, was as troublesome and painful as such a thorn would be in the flesh. But whether he refers to some infirmity or pain in the flesh or the body is another question, and a question in which interpreters have been greatly divided in opinion. It means properly anything, anything. That is as broad as you can get. Anything pointed or sharp i will uh i think i will come back to this again towards the end but i'll just go ahead and 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 make this point right now Uh, as i just read in the last part of of barnes notes there that 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 scholars cannot agree upon what the thorn was They, they they don't know scripture doesn't tell us and and actually, there are some scholars who stated what they think it is. They've made a determination of what they think it is. But, but the Bible does not tell us what it is. All the scripture tells us is that, that Paul had a thorn and that he prayed three times for that thorn to be taken away. Here, here, here's, here's what I believe is the reason why that, that scripture does not tell us what Paul's thorn was I believe that that it left it unknown because you and I are supposed to learn from the from the principle of what Paul went through and 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 the understanding that as a part of being used by god and 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 being effective in the kingdom for us to be saved, we are probably going to need some thorns and so if 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 we would have known what Paul's thorn was. I think there's a couple of negative things that could have happened. We we would have basically limited what a thorn could be to what Paul's thorn was. And then the other thing I think would, would have been the danger is we would have measured our thorn by Paul's thorn. So perhaps for many it would be, well, Paul's thorn was much worse than my thorn, but then there would probably be some who who what their thorn was they would consider it to be greater than Paul's and and so scripture leaves it blank it doesn't tell us what that thorn was and so then when we go back to the meaning of the word thorn anything pointed or sharp that means <laughs> that means god does not use the same thing in each one of our lives. He knows what each one of us need. He he knows what's going to get each one of our attention. And so the bottom line is we've got to be willing to learn to accept the thorn, not to resent the thorn, not to constantly fast and pray to be free from the thorn, but to but to embrace and to learn to do as Paul did that the very thing that I have prayed to be rid of that I now take pleasure in because of what it's producing. Now I will tell you quickly, I am am certain that Paul's thorn and your thorn and my thorn is nothing to do with habitual sin, (laughs) has nothing to do with sin, that would not be that. That would be so contradictory to God's nature and character to to choose for our thorn to be uh, uh, some kind of sin. But again, the thorn is it's not it's not a one size fits all thorn. It's based on what God sees fit that we need in each one of our lives years ago, maybe, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, it was as far back as before the um, the uh, gymatorium collapsed in the snowstorm of 03. Uh, and it, it may have been more than one time, but I, I, I can remember uh, Brother Shatwell ministering one time. I, I don't, not that I remember the day and the time and the the year, but I just remember because it very deeply impacted me that in one of those one of those manifest meetings he talked about suffering. He talked about suffering being a part of the process of our development. It it's it's the pathway, it's the process to God growing us and developing us. And so therefore we all must, and I, I there's there's many of you that can you probably can sort of um you know sh- chuckle right now that i you know I, i'm I'm preaching to the choir here because you've all been through stuff you've all suffered but but I think there's there's a little bit different, and I don't know how well I'll get it across here or communicate it, but there's a little bit different uh context to suffering just the 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 you know the the normal challenges and and whatever's of life. I mean, you can view this differently if you want to. I I don't really view the last few days and going through sickness. I mentioned this morning, but uh, I'm pretty certain I didn't do a test, but I'm pretty certain I've now gotten COVID for the second time. And uh, yesterday, especially, I was just um, absolutely no energy. Uh, I think I took three naps, I think it was, and um, uh, thankfully that's kind of the, the the biggest issue I've been facing um, this week with, with, with the sickness. There initially was a few other symptoms that caused me to feel like um, I probably got it again, but all of that to say I, I don't put these last several days in this category of of a thorn and and the suffering that i'm talking about this evening I, i'm uh you can view it differently if you want to but yeah there's some things like this that to me it is just life it's just life uh, the bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust there there are things i don't think that every time you get a cold it's it's the gates of hell coming against you i don't think every time uh, you know, some you know your your Amazon package didn't get delivered when it says it was supposed to have. I really don't think that's uh that's suffering. That that's not suffering. That's as we say around this house, and others probably say as well. That's a, that's just a first world problem. Uh, and so uh, th- th- this idea of a thorn and and, and suffering, it, it's not intended. I, or I think there's there's a difference between sort of the typical struggles and challenges, ups and downs of life versus some of those things that God chooses, some of those things that don't go away. I think while I while I said with this last week, I don't think that, that the sickness I've been through is, is a thorn and suffering in this context. Some of you watching, listening right now have got some kind of physical ailments that don't go away. You you you're dealing with phys- maybe a disease or or some kind of physical limitation that doesn't just pass after a few days. That I do believe could be put in the category of of uh, of, a, of a thorn of suffering. And, and and so I I also believe that that while hopefully and this is definitely I'm sure my flesh talking. I, I, I'm not saying that we live in this constant state of suffering, but I do believe we go through seasons and will continue as we continue to grow and develop, in, in our in not just in our walk with God, but in our calling, in our ministry. That suffering will continue to be a process, a part of the process of that development. Listen to what Hebrews says. Hebrews chapter 5 verse number 8 though he were a son and if you by chance have a Bible you're reading along there that word son is in uh, the s is capital because it's referring to Jesus he wasn't just a son he was the son of God though he were a son I could refer or add this word even though he were a he learned yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered and being made perfect he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him the living bible says it this way and even though jesus was god's son and even though jesus was god's son he had to learn from experience What it was like to obey when obeying meant suffering. It was after he proved himself perfect in this experience that Jesus became the giver of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. And then the Amplified says it this way, verse 8, Although he was a son, he learned active special obedience through what he suffered and his completed experience making him perfectly equipped. He became the author and source of eternal salvation to all those who give heed and obey him. I I, I don't know what you think, but I think if there's anyone who could have developed and matured without the need for suffering, it would have been Jesus Christ. That he would have been the one who could have grown into who he was supposed to be, what he was supposed to be, without suffering. And yet Hebrews tells us that even though he were a son, even though he was the son of God, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. He learned submission. He learned surrender. He learned trust by the things that he suffered. The King James in verse 9 says, And being made perfect. The, the, those, those three words, being made perfect, are, are from one, uh, one Greek word, and, and they mean this according to Thayer's lexicon. To carry through completely, to accomplish, to finish, to bring to an end. It means to complete or to perfect to add what is yet lacking in order to render a thing full it's to bring to an end an end goal it's to accomplish to bring to a close or fulfillment by event to carry through completely to accomplish to finish to bring to an end he was he was, Jesus, brought to an end. He was, he was completed. He was finished through the things he suffered. Barnes' note says, Some of the most valuable lessons of, of obedience are learned in the furnace of affliction, and many of the most submissive children of the Almighty have been made so as the result of, of protracted woes he learned by the things jesus he suffered i i said it with regards to to the to the thorn when we determine the extent of what we're willing to go through we limit the the amount of revelation god will give us if i could say something similar i guess but but in a little different way when we avoid suffering we are avoiding the process of our development When we just want everything to be in order be good and 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 i realize uh you know the the bottom line is it's never going to be that way i i don't know of a point at which as at least as adults that everything is ever completely perfect in in your life however that doesn't We are still holding out hope and praying and and begging God to fix this, to change that, to do this. And as long as we're doing that, we are also then resisting the process that God is intended to use for our growth and our development. I said it basically about a thorn, but let me say it now with Regards to this idea of suffering. Suffering is it's not a one size fits all. It's not the same thorn for everyone. What Paul's thorn was is not automatically what everyone's thorn is. What Jesus suffered is not automatically what everyone suffers. God uniquely chooses for each one of us. When when I heard uh brother Shatwell minister on that and 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 I, I I began to think and I would say this was probably in the in the well if it was in the still in the gymatorium uh then I would say maybe around the 2000 around 2000 late 90s early 2000s and 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 I I remember uh as as he ministered on that we we have a tendency that that when we think of a of a thorn, what what could the thorn be? And of suffering, we, we we have a tendency to have these sort of monumental kinds of events or or circumstances come to our minds. We we think of the people who have uh, you know lost a, a loved one, lost a spouse, lost a child. Uh, we we you know some kind of accident that is that is caused. Uh, them to be crippled or or some kind of other major disaster or or a disease, a major financial crisis, and and obviously those things can can be the case for some. But the the challenge is this, and and I know this won't apply to everybody, but I I believe there there will be at least some of you that can relate to this. But but the the the, the challenge is, God doesn't. Choose for everyone's thorn and everyone's suffering to be something that is observable by all. God does not decide that every one of us, that that those things He's using for our salvation, for for our our growth and development, to keep us that. He can use us to whatever extent He wants to use us, but then we also will be saved. That, that he every, uh, for, for every one of us, something that everybody can easily see. I, I can look out uh, in, in, in any, any given service. I can look out across the audience from the, from the platform and, and pick out people who I know are going through some, that are suffering some things. They're dealing with some things that I believe would fit the category of suffering, of a thorn. Not just life, not just the typical circumstances of life. And and, and there's probably a bunch of people, whatever that means, however many that means. A significant number of people that I could pick out. But then I'm also confident there's a lot of people... That I would look across the audience and look at, and because I don't know every detail and I don't know everything that's going on in their life, and what they're dealing with is not external for everybody to see. They are they they are they've got just as significant of a thorn, and they're suffering just as much. I think there's a couple of takeaways from that. Is one of those things is. I should not impose on everybody else that unless you're going through what I'm going through, you're not going through anything. Unless you've dealt with what I've dealt with, you you have you you have no idea. I we we can't do that. We also can't assume that just because we can't see observe literally physically observe the, the, the thorn and the suffering of somebody's life we can't make the assumption that well they must be great because I've actually seen that happen as well. I've seen where I knew what some people were going through i I knew some of the sufferings they were facing i I knew a thorn that was really uh bo- bothering them that you you by by observation of them you would never know. They weren't weren't wearing their thorn on their elbow for the world to see. They weren't advertising to everybody what it was. So uh, the the one side of this is I got to be careful not to judge or misjudge others because everything appears to be good or they're not going through as significant of what I'm going through. But, But there's another side to this coin and quite... Honestly, being transparent, it's the side of it that I've dealt with many times. And that is just because you can't see or just because my thorn and my suffering has not been the same as yours doesn't mean that I don't have a thorn or that I'm not suffering. There have been a few times I really felt like I wanted to, you know, stand up from the rooftop and shout out and inform the world what my thorn was, what my suffering was. Of course I think the moment we do that, of course, or you know, nowadays you'd get on Facebook and post it. The moment you do that, you really are diminishing the diminishing the effectiveness of the thorn. But I, I, I wanna I wanna I guess challenge and encourage somebody in, in this particular point here this evening. Don't minimize or devalue whatever thorn God has chosen. You know what? I think some of you, the thorn, your thorn could be your personality. And hear me out. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in the sense of some of you, your thorn could be you. You are, you're an extreme introvert, (laughs) You're not the outgoing, bubbly person, and yet God is is sending you into areas and calling you to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. And 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 he's not going to change your personality. I've said it numerous times. I'll say it again. There there, there were times in my younger years where I really I prayed God change change my personality i i felt like i would be a much better i could be a much better pastor if i was mr outgoing and you know full of charisma and and you know the the the, the big talkative whatever in the room that my perception is i but what would i be relying on then i'd be relying on my personality my giftings, and my abilities and to this point, God has not changed my personality. I've had to learn in, in certain times and places and, and, and settings to get outside of that. Rather than using that as my excuse, I've, I've had to push that to the side and trust, as, as he told Paul, that in your weakness I'm made strong. The suffering, maybe, maybe you haven't lost a loved one, maybe you haven't been through cancer or some other terrible disease and you don't have that story and so you, you look around. You, you, you and I don't choose the thorn and we don't choose the suffering. What we do is submit to a thorn and submit to the suffering to work to maintain a right attitude, a right spirit, to to work to go from doing what Paul initially did and begging God to take it away to now embracing that thorn. And it is an amazing thing when we are finally able to have some experiences where we step back and realize that it was the thorn that helped keep us, that helped to keep us grounded, that helped to keep us balanced, helped to keep us saved. It was the, it was the suffering. We 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 don't grow. I I put my grow sweatshirt on this afternoon just to relax, and then decided I'd just leave it on for this evening. And I I I think part of the reason I ended up leaving it on because I I think growing is is exactly this growing is painful. You don't we don't grow when everything is going well. We don't grow when everything in life seems to be in order. We 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 grow when when we're in difficult times, when we're in difficult seasons, when when we're when we're going through difficult challenging circumstances. I I believe and and no we we don't see at this point uh, necessarily numerical growth in these last two years, but I believe with all of my heart that that there has been lots of growth the last two years at Antioch Central. I believe there's been a collective growth, but I also believe there's been individual growth because through this season, we have been through these last two years. It's, it has deepened some some relationships with god it's deepened some some of the roots that you have that now are able to help keep you stable when when all of life is going crazy around you so it's it's not through the easy times it's not through jesus had to learn obedience through suffering he didn't learn it through playing he didn't learn it through fun he didn't learn it through doing something enjoyable he learned obedience it was necessary for him to learn obedience as the son of God, to become perfect, to be made perfect. He had to learn obedience by the things he suffered. To say it again, I think this, 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 the suffering part of this is, seems to me that maybe it's kind of more a, a, a cyclical thing. it's not necessarily a constant all the time I think the thorn that Paul talked about that can end up being something that's there all the time but I think the suffering God uses different things at different times can I tell you hopefully somebody will hear this I believe somebody needs to hear this I think with regards to the suffering God can actually end up using some of the things that we we actually caused meaning that the suffering is not just all the things that are out of our circumstances that even though we don't deserve it god can take some of the some of the things we go through that were really our own doing result of our own choices the own our own Direction we decided to go, and God can actually use those things and turn them around to help us in the process of our growth and our development. I, I, I am pretty sure, <laughs> not based on spiritual discernment, the gifts of the Spirit, just just from a human, natural perspective. Pretty sure there's those of you that are watching like me. That in my flesh there is there is this sort of continual hope and desire for for everything in in my life just to go well to not not have to have my faith tested not not have to go through the ups and downs and the challenges and I'm not talking right now about COVID and back to normal I'm just talking about individual personal life to not have to go through family crisis. Whether that's relationships or finances or, or, or sickness or whatever else. But I, I read it this morning. He said, in, if you're going to follow me, you got to deny yourself. you got to give up mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, houses, lands, whatever. And then he comes back and he says, if you've done that for me, then I'm going to give it all to you in this life there's a couple of words in there that we all like to overlook but they're in there with persecution i'm going to do all these things but even while i'm doing all these things it's not all going to be perfect there's still going to be some thorns there's still going to be some suffering i remember hearing i think probably heard brother shelton tell it i think i've heard my dad tell it a couple of times now but hearing the story of of brother barnes praying and and i think the way the story goes he took off his eyeglasses and i think kind of held them up and said to the lord you know how can i pray for for people to be healed and see when i'm having to wear these things and and i don't know the exact words the exact story but the gist of it was the lord responded and said that that those glasses were the reminder that Brother Barnes wasn't the healer. It was the reminder that he was the human and God is the one. And so maybe your thorn is some glasses. <laughs> uh, maybe your suffering is, is, is some glasses. Whatever it is, we, we, we've got to learn. And I say learn because I don't think it's something that just happens by default. We've got to learn to accept God knows what thorn or thorns that we need because of all that he is doing and wants to do through us and that when he does that through us we are able to be saved and that whatever suffering we need and and I know sometimes we we could you know we could okay well if I have to suffer <laughs> if I'm going to have to suffer can I at least pick what i have to suffer i'm okay that it's suffering but can i can i you know that we were not this isn't this isn't you know the restaurant where you sit down and the server hands you the menu and and says pick it's god's choice because god knows what is ultimately best and what we need the most so as i said in the beginning i'm pretty sure you are not um sitting there feeling uplifted and encouraged hopefully encouraged but not in a fluffy flaky sense of encouraged but that you will seek to allow the lord to to help you to whatever degree your perspective may need to change on some things and to whatever degree your attitude my attitude needs to change on some things to realize that I, I i think and i think i sort of intended to make this point towards the beginning but but i believe part of our struggle and, and something that has to change is we we in, in our in our in our uh, uh immaturity of our walking with god i don't mean that as a as a um, as a a um, criticism I mean that in the sense of we all start off immature but in, in the immaturity of our walking with God we automatically we view suffering we view anything going wrong any problems we view it as punishment we view it as God's dis. what have I done now what is God unhappy with me about and somewhere along the way there's got to be, based on what happened with Paul and his thorn, based on what Hebrew says with Jesus and the learning of through suffering, there's got to be a transition in our mindset that every time something goes wrong, we're not defaulting to, what have I done wrong? What's God mad at me about? What is he punishing me for? I, I did the same thing this week that I did in 2016 when I ended up in the hospital. I just kinda laid there. It wasn't some long, drawn out, intense thing, but I just laid there and I just, really it probably was nothing more than a thought. I don't even know if I said it out loud, but I thought it once again, Lord, if there's something you're trying to tell me, if there's something you're wanting to tell me in the midst of what I'm going through or why I'm here, I'm listening (laughs) but otherwise I'm not gonna lay here stressing out trying to force you to tell me something trying to make something up if you want to talk talk if you don't want to talk don't talk I, I thankfully I wasn't laying there trying to do inventory of what have I done wrong that has caused me to be in this position and as I've said many times before I think repentance is always a great start Anytime things are going wrong, it's always a safe place. But unfortunately, some of us never get beyond that. We just spend all of our time trying to figure out what is is God punishing me for? What have I done wrong? I knew God didn't forgive me, blah, blah, blah. When at some point in the maturing and growth that we go through, we've got to learn to understand that, thorns and suffering is not displeasure it's not god's unhappiness in fact sort of the opposite it's the fact that god is putting some i know where you are i know where i'm taking you and these are the things that are necessary for all of that to be a success and for you to be saved when all of that is done father i thank you for This opportunity this evening I thank you for every individual taking time to join me this evening I pray God that somehow your word that I trust I have spoken that you have given me this evening would find good ground in our hearts it might be able to produce in our lives what you desire Lord you know our our nature you know our frame you know that we're made from the dust of the earth you know our tendencies lord and it just seems to me god that no matter how long we've been walking with you no matter how much we've grown there's just still this part of our our humanity our flesh that is that is just looking for ease and comfort and free lives i pray god that by your grace our our spirit man our our, our, our inward man that desires you that it would be stronger than our fleshly man that wars against you and that we would be able to learn to embrace those things that you do and allow in our lives that are not for the purpose of punishing us but they're for the purpose of keeping us grounded and keeping us saved so that you can do in us and through us what you desire In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Again, thank you for sharing some of your time with me this evening. To those of you who are, again, not feeling well, you continue to be in our thoughts and our prayers, and we are trusting God for your healing in Jesus' name.